Hey everybody, it's Rev GGT. <laughs> Did I scare you? <laughs> Back for another broadcast today. Yeah, like this one's just a few minutes from the other one. I mean, what the hell, DDT? You just did one. Yeah, well, some stuff is really stirring on my heart this morning, guys. Has been for a while. I've just been keeping it in. But, um, you know, not, not letting it out that much other than just talking to God about stuff. But, you know, after a while, it's like information comes and you're going like, oh, man. What do you want me to do with this, Lord? You know, I'm seeing some shit that's like working out right here. What the hell do you want me to do with it? And he's like going, and it's a ticket to him and a weight on him. And then finally, I just get so built up in my heart, I can't freaking hold it back anymore. And boom, it bursts burst forth. And we're talking about some things that we were talking about earlier. And that one thing that we were talking about earlier was we were talking about fear. But we were also talking about lack. We are talking about fear and lack, how they're hand-in-hand, little hopping along Cassidy's here. Got their hands in each other's hands, clasped. And you're skipping along together, just singing her little merry little song. Anybody that wants to fucking believe him, just bites the bait, you know. And then bam, you're gone, right? You're sucked into their little whirlpool of bullshit. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Man, that is a nice cheap truck. It's the color I want to paint my car. See, kind of a gunmetal blue, or it's, well, it's not really blue. It's more of a brownish color, but it's kind of an off gunmetal color. It's really cool. Really nice color. Guys, a really nice cheap truck. I like that truck. <laughs> These things are durable as all get out. So there's a lot of things that I've been dealing with and I wanted to talk a little bit about that um, the last, last couple months. You guys know some of it, but you don't, you don't know you don't know the gist of it. And um, Does anybody know what it's like living in a neighborhood where there's uh, probably about you know couple hundred meth dealers live in the area you guys know what that's like some of you guys down south do i know that i've got friends down south they say the same thing uh, midwest i'm not real sure about because i got a few friends out there but they're they're getting into different worlds you know they're not in the they're different worlds they're different. i got different friends in all kinds of worlds man different worlds you know um you know, I got, I got friends from all different dog walks of life. It's kind of cool, actually. Well, kind of. It's very cool. Um, a lot of acquaintances. Obviously, we all do. But you know, some of the shit I've been dealing with, some of the crap I've been dealing with, is um. Okay, so I'm in my fifties. I'm almost sixty years old. I'm fifty-nine. I don't look like it. Everybody says. I usually, guess like thirties or forties now, but. <laughs> 10 years ago, I was still getting 20s. I was like, what? I don't see it. I get a lot of flattery from these ladies online that say, single, you know, I'm single and they're single and looking for a husband. Like, Hello, handsome, how are you today? Or handsome Daniel or one. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's flattery. I get that. I don't like it. I look at myself though and take a serious assessment. Now, not handsome, I'm average. He's an average looking guy. Obviously, I got clones somewhere out there on this planet because I seem to have people come up to me. Hey, man, I know a dude looks just like you. I swear it was you, you know. Some of us get that a lot. I do. Some of us get it every once in a while. Well, you know, some of us may not even get it. Who knows? I mean, there's probably averages in everywhere, in every direction on that one. But check it out, man. This shit I've been dealing with. Okay, so 59. I uh, just ate some blackberries, by the way. I know the black. <laughs> I also not only walk by shade, but in August I walk by blackberries. I walk by the black. Where the blackberry patches are, I've got them scattered out and I find them, and then I walk that. I put them on my route. So when I walk, today I'm walking 
five miles and I might have just walked seven. I'm not sure. Yeah, not quite seven yet. Still walking too. I'm near home, but I'm not heading that way. <laughs> just, just walking, man. A lot of energy. I got some sleep last night, finally, which balanced the freaking universal energy I've been pulling in. That energy is static. If you, there's a lot of static in the universe. It can be quite staticky. That's why sleep is important. One of the reasons. There's a lot of reasons, but it's very important. It helps you to balance your energies. Think more clearly about things. Not let fear take a hold of you now. Now you're running on ego. Oh my God, flight or fight, you know? Really, that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about lack, fear, so we're talking about our ego here. Edge got out, ego. Edge got out. I'm not down on Christians. A little bit down on the religious right, but it's not them I'm down on. It's the devil I'm down on. It's the enemy of mankind that I'm down on. People are people. Sometimes we're like cattle in ways. I mean, think about her like sheep. You know, God refers to us as sheep in the Old Testament. If you think about it, we're a lot like that. You know, cattle. We could be herded in a direction or stampeded, you know. I mean, look at what Donald Trump did with these people. They aimed them right at the Capitol building, right at our own American institution, the righteous institution of Americanism, you know, or whatever you want to call it. The White House. Freaking aimed right at it. Boom. Capitol building, not White House, but Capitol building. And aimed right at it. Called the White House because a bunch of white people were running it for a long time. So, <laughs> actually, it makes sense that the White House is. Anyway, never mind. The buildings, they need to rename those buildings. The White House is the Capitol building right now. Well, now it's uh, colored. You know, it's got some color in it now. It's got people of color working in it now. Thank you, Jesus. I like seeing that. Oh, wow, what a bummer. Oh, man. Guy's trailer got crunched over here. It's bummers. Work trailers are not too cheap, man. Stuff don't come cheap. Sometimes we do, though. Get on the internet, get on one of the dating sites, or one of the chat rooms, you'll find out real quick things do come cheap. People do, too, sometimes. Actually, it's people selling things, and usually it's themselves. In one form or another, scammers, same thing. They sell themselves over to a scam. They're living by fear. The only way I can actually make anything work is to go scam people out of it instead of freaking doing honest day's work, you see? Um, somebody say the oldest profession in the world is hookerism. You know, I call it prostitution. It's called prostitution. I call it hookerism. I like playing with words. You know, maybe I invented a new one. I don't know. Maybe I'll go down in history as the inventor of the word <laughs> hookerism. I don't give a shit. Do you? <laughs> maybe you do. It's your own. Walk your own desires. It's great. You're entitled to them. Just like I'm entitled to mine. What we don't like, though, is this. We like things running smooth, don't we? And we do. We want to run smooth. You know, we don't like people freaking hurting us, beating us up, and things like that. We also don't like lack because it's a bully. But if you look around, and if you listen to what Jesus said or any of the other people that came and preached stuff, there's no lack. It's fear. We're being moved by fear. Fear of lack, fear of something being taken. That's called lack. It goes back to lack. It says in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, that there is no lack in him. It's talking about God. Um, sons of Korah, I think, were the ones that wrote that psalm. It doesn't matter. Could have been Nob. Or Nob, or whatever his name was. Could have been David. I think it's the sons of Korah, if I remember right. But it doesn't matter. It's still in the book of Psalms. It says that. It says there's no lack in him. And it's an interesting thing, because that was a prophetic word about Jesus, what he would be 
doing, demonstrating, living, and preaching. His life was his preaching. His demonstrations of power were his life's preaching as well. He said that. And in his demonstrations of power, he demonstrated there was no lack. There's no lack in health, healing, wellness, in other words. No lack in wellness. It's there. It's available to us at all times. There's no lack in supply for food, even clothing, things like that. There's no lack. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Have you ever heard that? Probably heard it a lot. It's a, it's a credo. But it's actually the truth. If we let him. Where we don't let him at, we limit God in our lives. And we do that. And it says in the Old Testament that they did limit the Holy One. It says the children of Israel limited him in the desert, in the crossing of the desert from Egypt to the Promised Land. They limited the Holy One. And I thought about that for a long time. I, I read that and I was like, what the hell? How can you limit God? God is unlimited. We do it by our own ignorance, by saying no. When we think we're saying yes, we're being all noble and humble and we're not. Like when we need help and we don't ask for it, or we refuse it when it's given to us. When we know we need it, or we don't, maybe we don't know we need it. Oh no, everybody in somewhere deep down inside knows that they need it. Because once comes push comes to shove, you get to the bottom line, they go, yeah, I did need the help, really, I did. Thank you. They may resist it at first, but, and some people resist it completely. Listen. That's their issue, that's fine, whatever. Don't let that be your issue. Don't, don't be so damn prideful that you can't ask God for help. Don't be so damn prideful that you can't ask your neighbor for help. Yeah, maybe your neighbor might yell at you, might throw a tizzy. He may not be able to help you. He may not want to help you. But, and he may not help you. But it doesn't mean you're not, it doesn't mean shrink back. It means be bold. You continue to be bold because there is going to be somebody that's going to help. But here's the thing with God. God's not your neighbor. <laughs> He's your father, a father that loves you, not a father like we've had. Fathers I had demonstrated to me, I became. Yeah, think about that. We become those that were, we imitate those things that are, that are, that are poured into us. The way we, things are modeled to us, we imitate it. We do that especially when we're looking for our own identity. It's a problem that Americans have. Well, I think it's a human problem though. Like there's shade over there, right? Over there. The dog is coming up. There's shade right there. I gotta get in that shade. Check it out, man. Think about this. We limit the Holy One through what? Unbelief? Yeah. But what causes the unbelief? Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of something. How do you overcome fear? Some say, well, you just got to use your faith. Yeah. Let me give you a more practical example of overcoming fear than just blurting some. Got to use your faith. Uh, let me give you some words that you can hang on. Okay. Have you ever heard of the word boldness? The word Courage. Okay, did you know that those words don't come without fear being attached to them too? Think about it. You wouldn't need to be courageous if there wasn't anything to be courageous for. What do you need to be courageous in? What times do you need to be courageous? What are those times? You need boldness. You need to act. <laughs> the times when you're afraid the most. Think about it. You can either be afraid and sit there and die, or you can get up and do something about it. Do something constructive, something good. Yeah, I got fired up. I was I was completely out of touch with the whole. I mean, I wasn't out of touch. Out of touch. I mean, let me rephrase that. Coming a little bit of an extremist, if you can tell. <laughs> I try not to be. But... Okay, I wasn't completely out of touch, but I was out of touch with some things. You know, politically wise, politically speaking, some other stuff. I had to be though. I had to pull away from everything for a while so I could heal. Listen, man, I died twice on the operating table. It wasn't very long, but it was enough to freaking call it a near-death experience, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, well, that's not the only time. I've had a whole bunch of near-death experiences. And a whole shitload. And why did I have a bunch of them? Because I'm a fucking crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I can get away with that one, too. <laughs> it's all true. Um, come on, man. Risks. I used to take risks. A lot of risks. And they paid off, too. A couple of them didn't. But that was not what sustained the injuries. Well, actually, the first injury on my right ankle, that did, actually. That one was a risk. And uh, it went wrong. But that's okay. I paid for it my whole life. But guess what? I also learned from it my whole life. Guess what I learned? I learned how to heal my ankle a whole bunch of times. You guys know how to heal things? Let me ask you something. Literally, seriously. If you're a believer or not, I don't care if you're a believer or not, whoever's listening to this podcast, do you actually know how to heal something on your body that's broken without going to the doctor for it, for it at all? There are some things you do. You could say, yeah, I've healed some injuries, some sports injuries. Those are things that need healed. I'm not talking about these shit. And every day, you're becoming better and better as a person every day, right? You're, at least you're trying to. You're working on healing your inner man. See, these things are already happening. Yeah, but if we don't label them like drastic labels, well, it's psychic. <laughs> psychic healing or energy healing or Ricky or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's like everybody's going, these things got to turn some people off. These terms do. I noticed I found out that. I'm a Reiki master too as well. It's not fucking evil. It's not something you need to deliver from. You have the same energy in you. The Japanese just learned a way to harness it. That's all. So the Chinese, so a whole bunch of other people, including your Rev DDT guy who's talking right now. I'm not good at it like they are. They've had generations of practice and it's bled into their side of humanity. You know, they've been marinating in it. Really got started. <laughs> you know? Barely got started in this, well, at least in this lifetime, anyway. It was a lifetime. Anyway, never mind, it's my personal business. But the um, thing is, is um, it's like this, so, you guys, we got a lot of things to be afraid of. So we need to be bold, and even even more so now, today, than probably any other time. Now, yeah, maybe not any other time, because I guess boldness is just something that's always been needed. But, you know, it was written for our sakes that we would learn. It was demonstrated, and God used some examples if we look at those examples we could see you know how God's going to freaking react to certain things and we can know where is that sweet spot in life where you don't where you're not living in fear where you're living where you're living by your faith where you don't have to use boldness because you're walking by faith see boldness faith requires boldness to get it into action but once it's in action it don't require boldness anymore unless you start to waver wane you hear that what's that sound like Sounds like American muscle, doesn't it? More shade over there. I'm going to walk over there. Uh, we're going to get an earful now, guys. Oh, this truck. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. There we go. That is really loud. That's good, though. Two of them. Oh, those are nice ones. I get it like a 99 soft tail or 97, I think a 97 soft tail, maybe 95. Soft tail and strip it down and turn it into a chopper. Well, you know. Hi. How you doing this morning? <laughs> put it into a chopper and then uh, put some forks on that thing, man, too. Stretch it out a little bit and get myself a nice, comfortable ride to hit the road for a little while. I used to get up every morning on my bike. So I rode bikes for, I didn't have a car, I had motorcycles. 
in the winter in Idaho because <laughs> I was crazy some bitch. Take risks. But it was good though. Built a few. It's fun. Stopped doing that when I ran out of money, space. You know, different things. Life changes, right? At that age now, again, where I like tinkering with stuff. My wrist hurts. I can't wrench every day, every day, all day long. But I can do a little bit here and a little bit there every once in a while. Which I do that on my car. Do on other things I do. Car, I'm not really hip on. I'm not really hip on that anymore. The older cars are easy to work on. These things nowadays, whoa, holy crap. <laughs> but um, bikes are pretty basic still. And you can really make them even really more basic. Real easy. Strip everything off and start from the beginning. Get you a ram, put it on my back. Bury me a tire, put it on the back. Someone with a freaking sprocket on it. You know, and, you know find some forks. You know, just start putting it together. When it comes to wiring, that's not that hard. If you just think it out. All I did was think it out. What do I need? Basic wiring. What do I need for this chopper I got? Oh, I need these, I need this, I need that. How do I wire them? Go from here, there, to a mixed circuit, go all the way back around, and bam, to the battery. Bam, into the circuit. I rewired a bike one time on the side of the freeway. I didn't know what I was doing, but I thought it out, common sense, it made sense. I just do it that way. Guess what? I did it right, too. <laughs> yeah, but I got it all the way down to like six, seven wires instead of this whole freaking huge, nasty harness that didn't make no sense at all. When the thing's a chopper stripped down already, you ain't got nothing on it except shit you just put back on it, <laughs> which is very little, you know. <laughs> These guys had this huge wiring harness that was hanging down underneath my engine down there and the bottom it balled up where they had spliced everything into the harness. And I was like, what the heck? And they shorted out. So, you know, after a while, water, oil, road corrosion, you know, sorted out. And it did. And I was like, oh, no, I'm on the freeway. Down on the freeway. I'm like, oh, shit, what? Blah, 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 uh-uh. It was sweltering heat. Had to be to work in two hours. I was heading over towards my mom's house to do some laundry before I went to work. Not that day, you know. I'm on the side of the freeway, right over here near work, too. Out in the blazing sun, sitting on the side of the freeway, rewiring my motorcycle around my chopper. But I did it. See, I've gotten the wiring harness. I got in the wiring. I was planning on doing it anyway. And the interesting thing is that I bought all that stuff right before that thing went out kapui on me, right? Well, how the hell did I know that was going to go kapui? I didn't. Well, that was good timing, sure. You could say that. Or was it actually orchestrated? We often forget about God. We constantly forget about God. God lined these things up, put it on my heart. I woke up and I went, huh. Maybe I better get some wire, because that wire, because I've been thinking about this wine harness for a while. And let's talk to God about it, man. Let's think about this wine harness, Dad. And I'm thinking it's freaking a freaking short out on me one of these days. I looked into it one day and it looked like it was melted. Thinking, oh my god, this ain't good. You know, got up and one day, a few weeks after that, I got up and I was like, I better buy some wire. So I went down and bought wire, you know, now it's shucks or whatever, for fucking uh, auto wire, you know, to rewire, rewire shit with for automotive. And uh, some 16 gauge wire and some other stuff. And, um, and I'm like, oh, hmm. Okay. Put them in my bag, in my, in my, in my freaking saddlebags on my bike, and I'll get to it here in maybe a few days. I'm trying to think. Hmm, I don't have any time to do it now. I gotta work, you know. Oh, we go. I probably do it on the weekend. Maybe I could do it like on Monday or something when I'm off work. Okay, I'll just try that, you know. <laughs> Little did I know it's gonna be on that Friday. Heading into work. Thank God I went to work early that day.
That would have melted. I would have had to push the bike all the way up into the... Then I would have had to do it after work, which sucked. <laughs> it was even worse because I'd be all sweating from fucking work. I was a cook back then, so I was all slimy from grease and, you know, working eight hours in the kitchen. It's not fun, people. Oh, it's fun at home. Great recipes. Oh, I like cooking at home. I actually got my heart back for cooking at home, I should say, because it was gone because of working in restaurants for years. There's a breeze right here. I'm going to stop for a second. Oh, here we go. Oh, stretch my back out a little bit on this pole. Oh, use a pole to stretch with. Oh, my God, man, my back is really tight. So I'm heading home now, but I'm over in the neighborhood. So we're going to finish this up in a few minutes, so. I'm not rambling. We're talking about God. Give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, here's the thing, people. He's inside of you. He's always been there. Don't let people say he's not, because he is. Don't let people say, well, you need to have this thing happen for God to be in you. Don't tell, don't listen to them. They're freaking full of it. Opinions. This is not an opinion, I'm telling you guys. That's their opinion on spirituality got no idea they're not even awake heck when I wasn't even awake I didn't even think that way some of us are keyed in spiritually spirit's going to give you all the success in your life but you got to treat it right you can't go let's, let's go let's go like this let's go around this way you can't go down to you can't go um, in a life of saying that God's not going to help you and then expect God to help you doesn't work that way. It's called doubt. And if you're in that place, you might want to examine your heart and find out why you're in that place. It could be from your upbringing. It could be just life itself because it could beat the hell out of us. cause us to really be angry. And usually that's what it is. Most people don't believe in God because they're angry because something didn't happen or something that did happen. One of the two. Cause and effect. God's not supposed to be angry at. No. Uh, <laughs> Life does have a few guarantees. See, people say, oh, I've got no guarantees of taxes and death. No, there's some guarantees. I'll guarantee you this. If you, while you're in fear, move into boldness and act upon that boldness in faith, in faith in God, faith in yourself that you're going to do it, and that God has given you the abilities to follow through, the wisdom to know how to do whatever it is, you got a plan, you're going to do it, and you know that it came from, it doesn't matter if you know it came from you or not, but God, but you have faith in God. Well, if you don't have faith in yourself, put it in God because you definitely will not go wrong. If you use your faith and you stand up and you start moving, I will guarantee you this. You will see some results. Everybody goes, well, yeah. Well, there. Isn't life that simple, though? We're the ones that complicate everything. We make it hard. We make it hard for our excuses, whatever reasons. It's all fleshy stuff, though. It's just... Just us stinking our way through life. We don't have to go through life stinking our way through life. Did you know that Jesus has a particular aroma about him? <laughs> yeah, he does, by the way. Yeah, he also has some scents too. Scents like scent, like um, I smell honey, I smell lime, I smell strawberries, I smell well, those are all fruits, but um, I smell flowers, I smell the trees, I smell the grass, I smell the asphalt, I smell my feet, I smell my feet, I smell you know, whatever. <laughs> He's not foot smell, by the way. We are. <laughs> The earth is God's footstool. Are we not foot smell? <laughs> uh, it's a scripture, by the way, if you don't know that. Here's his God's footstool. His heart is our throne. Hmm. 
I mean, our heart is his song. What did I say? <laughs> That's funny. Our heart is his song. His heart is our song. Yeah, you should be seated in his heart. Actually, that was right. <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, anyway. Uh, no twin berries? Oh, come on, man. Okay, not this year. All right. Well, I'm not going to curse it. Jesus cursed a fig tree. Okay. Pull that was out of the loop. No, it wasn't. It's all part of this whole faith talk. Curse victory. Oh, ye of little faith, he says. If you say to this, okay, Peter gets out of the boat. Jesus is walking on the water. He gets out of the boat on the water, walks towards Jesus. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come, and I shall get out of the boat and walk on the water. Yee-hoo! And he does. Granted, here's a little side one. He's the only one that got out of the boat, by the way. He was pretty bold. Just kind of the rush right in and then think about it later, <laughs> you know. Fucking beat everybody up and then ask them their names. You know, kind of guy instead of, did we get the right guy? You know, instead of go after the, you know, you know what I'm saying. So Peter gets out of the boat and walks a little bit and then starts seeing him looking around, sees all this, becomes afraid. Jesus says, Oh, ye of little faith, he says to him. Other times, Jesus walking around talking and stuff and he's like, and they're like, what, Lord? We don't get this. We don't what? And he says, how long must I be with you? He was frustrated, too, it says. Frustrated with him, he says, how long? Irritated, it's irritated, frustrated, same word. How long must I be with you? He says, oh, ye of little faith. Come on, man. And then he starts talking about this mulberry tree that they see. This fig tree here, whatever it was. Oh, it's fig tree, yeah. Withered up, right? Come on now. He goes, he sees it, and it's fucking... He cursed, he walked up to it, had any fruit on it, right? So he curses it. Twinberry bush back there had no fruit on it. I'm not gonna curse it. One day I was up getting some computer repairs done. And I uh, went to this place. They, they were pretty cool. It was alright. Don't need to tell the name of the business, we'll just keep going. And I was like um doing business with them over the years. They're kind of close to my house, so it's really convenient. I could walk over there if I wanted to. I walk anywhere really if I want to, but anyway, I'm still I'm weaving my way back, to, sneaking my way back to the house. But I'm adding steps to my day is what I'm doing here. So while I'm talking to you guys, so I decided to do the podcast because I thought, well, I didn't want to listen to music or anything else, or anything. But I had something on my heart. So anyway, so I take this, I go over and I buy this computer from these guys. I'm thinking they're going to be cool to me, and they freaking treat me like trash. I was so angry with him. This guy literally threw my computer at me. Literally, I had to catch it. Because he told me the night before everything he was going to do to my computer to, to get it updated, to get it up so I could have it, optimize it so I could have it. And I told him, I said, the next yes is when I come get it. He told me the night before, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I was listening for an hour, hour and a half. Let's this guy go on and on and on. I was like, okay, cool. Around, thanks. I went and picked my computer up. He wanted to tell me the whole story all over. And I said, I don't have time. I borrowed a car. It's lunchtime. And I borrowed a car. I got to take it back. So I don't have time. He got pissed off at me and threw my computer at me. Ran me out of the store. When I got out there in my car, I was so mad. So fumed. I had had it with these people. I'd done this once before. Uh, not the repair shop, but the service shop. Not the service shop, but the, uh, the uh, buyer and seller shop. Let's just take this one and go right around this is another nice circle. We'll just go around this one here. Go right back to where I was at and then head home. I'm almost done here. So anyway, so I walked out of the computer shop, got my car. And I said, man, that was not right. In the name of Jesus, this place is going to lose their business. They're going to dry up. They're not the only. It wasn't just me that I'd done that to. I'd heard other people 
too. And then after I did, I drove off. I felt good about that. I said, yeah. Then I felt bad about it. Ah, man. It's your livelihood. And I started thinking. I said, you know, there's some friends that have told me the same thing. So I got online. I looked to see if there was any reviews about this place. And there was. And it was all tanked. Everything was bad. This guy's business was ready to go anyway. I don't know if they were going out of business or not. I found out three days ago they're done. They're dried up. I found out when, too. Two weeks after I declared that, they dried up. Went out of business. I don't know if it went out of business because of what reason, whatever reason was. I know words are powerful. That's not the only time I've seen this happen and take place. Because I've been on this planet for a long time. I've been walking these streets for a long time. Words are powerful. Sometimes you need to declare something and stand up and get moving. You know, I'd had enough of shit. I'll tell you what I've been dealing with. Watching meth deals go down left and right, right in front of my house, sometimes right on my own property. I don't live there, I rent there. I'm temporary, I'm barely there. I survive there. I'm not part of the house, I'm not part of the family, I'm not part of the decisions that go on there. That's fine with me, even though it's my religion. Weird, huh? Whatever I say don't matter to these people, they don't give a shit. They don't care. Tell him, wear a mask when you go to the store because COVID's on the rise right now and you guys got health issues and so do I and we don't need any problems. One of them gets COVID. So now my mom's got COVID. I'm living at my mom's house. Yeah, I live with my mom. Fuck you if you don't like it. Excuse me, but that's how I am. Because I'm tired of people putting me down for stuff. I'm there because I was sick and I had to heal. And she was the only one that would help me. The church wouldn't help me. Uh-uh. No, my friends, they didn't. They bailed on me. Everybody did. Except for my buddy Vinny. And the Wolf Brothers. I could always count on those guys. They were cool. Yeah, man, big time. The Wolf Brothers. If it wasn't for them, I'd be dead twice. Literally. There were gangs here. I managed to stay away from them. Anyway, on with the story. Um, watching drug deals go down. People are making decisions about my well-being, my health, my livelihood. Anything they do would affect my livelihood. This is not good. My livelihood's been affected by people's, people's bullshit. And I started looking back, I started realized this just a few days ago, and I realized, I can get the hell out of here. And now I've wanted to, it's been on my heart, but now I got a big time reason, even more so now. I just, when I was sick, my brother was in prison. Didn't have to deal with him. He, my little brother, he's my younger brother. He gets out of prison, I gotta deal with him now. And I gotta deal with his bullshit. It's drama. He's a meth dealer. I deal with that. I'm telling the world this because I want it to stop. I want it to change. And if I don't declare it, it ain't going to change. I learned that a long time ago. I declare things, they change. I've seen it over and over and over again. Now, I feel bad about that. Well, I kind of don't, actually, because they were ripping people off. They ripped a bunch of people off, and so I don't feel bad too bad about it. They were on their way out. Maybe I was the one that did that or not, but maybe, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I'm just self-inflated. You know what? I'm not, and I know I'm not because I've watched this over and over again. I know when I'm being self-inflated, and I'm not. I know when you wrong people, and I know that you can't touch the prophets of God without getting inflicted yourself, and that's the truth. I've watched that over and over again, too. Just don't fuck with people, everybody. Don't screw with people. Don't make decisions for other people's lives that ruin their lives. Could hurt them, land them in prison or jail, or worse, ruin their reputation. Actually, prison's pretty bad, but a ruined reputation is hard to come back from. I know both of those. 
by heart. Experienced both of those in my life. A ruined reputation is harder to come back from. So, I got people making decisions for my well-being. So I prayed to the universe and said I need help. I knew this before. I started moving in an area in a direction when the doors opened and I moved. I've got about 100, I think 47 books online now. I'm making another 20 today. 20 go on tomorrow. And I'm going to keep doing it. 20 every few days or so or however it works. I get pulled away too. So I have other, other chores and things like that that I got to do too. And so it's been a few hours a day, but I work day and night. I worked the last couple of nights until midnight on those books. Make books. And I want to get the hell out of here. And it's something I can do. I'm enjoying the hell out of doing it. You guys sat through one book. I made, I made a couple of books while you, we were online just a few days ago. Uh, maybe a week ago. <laughs> whenever it was. And did one of the last broadcasts. Not the last one, but one of the last ones. Well, I was making books and decided I wanted to share a little bit because I had something on my heart. God was talking to me and we were having conversations. It goes on 24-7. Even when I'm asleep. I'm not kidding. I'm sleeping. Last night, I realized I was laying there talking to God while I was sleeping. In my, my not with my mouth, in my inner, my inner voice, my inner man, my, my dude, the me. Me, I was. Not my physical body, but me. Talking to God. And we were having a conversation. And I heard, overheard the conversation I was having with him. What the f- W-T-F. What the, you know? How's that even, what, how's that possible? How's anything possible? God's right here with us all the time, people. He's inside of you. <laughs> He's in everything. Well, maybe not that lamppost right there. But that blade grass. The grass, a tree. The stuff that breathes. We are the stuff that breathes. In the Old Testament, the Psalms, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Why do you think it says that? Give thanks to the Creator. Did you know that happiness, and I said this last podcast, is one of the main keys. Joy is one of the main keys to every single success you will have in life, period. I didn't say it like that, but that's the truth. That's revelatory, baby. And I've been living it. Every day I'm finding more and more things, more and more favor of God in my life and through my life because of the decisions I made to get right with God. And that means get right with God through Jesus the Christ, taking on his mindset and doing the best I can to live that mindset. And it's hard. Everything comes against it. Everything. And yet, I should be the most miserable person in the world and I'm not. I'm happier than you. I can prove it too. I have every reason to freaking go postal on some people sometimes, and I don't. It's called restraint. You have that ability too. We all have those abilities. That ability right there, self-control, that ability right there is one of the main keys for turning every other key on correctly. I don't mean just turn it on. I mean turn it on correctly. There's a right way to turn it on. There's a wrong way to turn it on. Go start your car. Here's an example. You're in your car early morning. But you still hold the key in. There's one. You know, because the starter's engaged still. It's not the right way to start the car. You let go of the key so it disengages the starter, right? 
you don't have to do starter repairs. It costs a lot of money. There's a right way and a wrong way. It can be black and white, but it can also be gray, colorful, beautiful. And life is so much more wonderful if you just get off of this. Get rid of the static on the inside, like the Ohm's Law for speakers and electricity and stuff. Get rid of the static. Got a better flow of current, toxicity. Now, if you can't change that thing, then you have to change yourself. That's the point. This is called Alchemy 101, people. If you can't change it, you've got to change yourself. We are our own alchemists. We are our own wizards, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, we do manifest things. We do. Yeah, it's with God's help, but we certainly do. We're the ones that manifest it. It doesn't manifest till we ask. See? Why do you think prayer is so important? Many reasons, but that's one of the importance of it. Because the things that we need, desire in life, I'm back home, I'm on the porch now. Oh God, I gotta sit down. Oh, thank God. Holy crap. <laughs> I could tow a Johnson. That was a. Oh man. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so every time I leave the property, in my mind, I can think real clear and I get a lot of really wonderful thoughts and stuff. As soon as I step on the property, and I did, did it again this morning, I just noticed it again. I've been paying attention to it for a while. I come back on the property. It seems like something comes out of my mind. It suppresses me. It's really weird. i got to get the hell out of here. This is a bad spiritual atmosphere for somebody that's in walk, walking on the path of wellness. This comes down to this. If you want to put things in black and white, put it this way. I was dying. I didn't know why. Bad decisions, everything you could tell me. Fucking bad living, everything. You name it. There's why. But at the time, I didn't know why. All I knew was that I was dying and I didn't want to die anymore. I wanted to actually live. There was a time I did want to die. Oh, I got over that. I want to live. There's things I have plans in my heart. There's things God was showing me things that we hadn't even done yet that he had planned for us. Things that I hadn't even done yet that I had planned for myself. Just, you know, because we do plan things for ourselves too, by the way, that God's not involved in. I mean, he's involved in the fact that he's with us and that he okays and says, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's not, he didn't come up with the plan so he's plans ourselves. We did. A lot of people won't believe that. They'll say, oh, no, God's got, no, 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 it's partnership. You don't seem to understand it. It's a partnership. Has been the whole time. You've been told something wrong about it. It's a partnership. Him stronger, but we're still equal partners. You're not going to die. You're going to live forever. Everybody is. That's the whole point. And that's just where the whole thing about death and all that crap comes in. Don't conjure the dead and, you know, bring them up out of the grave to talk. Besides, they're going to be a corpse anyway. They're not going to like that. They're going to be pissed. No, because you pull them away from where they're in bliss. Don't conjure the dead. But nobody's dead. But don't think that they are and then go conjure the dead because that's not the way to talk to people. Just ask God, man. Send them to you and he'll send you a dream about it or something or send them in your dream or you hear their voice, man. But it's always the Father. And they're never going to steer you wrong. They'll always steer you towards peace and love. That's the whole point. The enemy doesn't know that stuff. He doesn't like that stuff. He hates peace and he hates love. He hates our peace, actually, and he hates our love. Well, he hates God's love, but which is our love, too, so it's all shared. Universal mind, there's an enemy out there that wants to fucking destroy us. Be aware of that. It's real. It's real. But you don't have to dwell on it. Just be aware. Be cautious. You know, watch your six. Watch each other's six, you know? Don't necessarily be a judge, but help keep one another. You know, look, if somebody comes to you and they need help, if, if you can help them, help them. If you, you must, but you must look and ask God this. Should I help them or not? Because that's an important question. A lot of people have been helping people that they don't, that they've been enabling them. You can tell if a person's living a toxic life, you don't want to enable that, right? But there's some things that are not toxic about our lives that we enable in other people and it's not right.
even though it really is, if you look at it, it is toxic. We just don't think it is because we don't see it on the surface as being toxic. But yeah, here's one enabling somebody to the point where they don't do anything for themselves anymore. All of a sudden, now you're doing it all for them. Maybe you got the problem with narcissism. Maybe that's a. I just started thinking about that. This sounds kind of like there's a narcissistic tendency involved in that too, you know. But whatever is going on, know this: God is with you. You don't have to fear. There's abundance everywhere. You just have to start looking that way. See it. If you're in fear, boldness will get you out of it, and it'll it'll it it will trigger your faith if you allow it. If you don't allow it, it won't. So it depends on how you want to see it. You see it the way you see it, that's how you're going to get it. It's exactly right. What you put in, you get back out. Jesus said it this way. Judgment begets judgment, but mercy begets mercy. This is Rev DDT. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. Rev DDT. Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> I like that for so. <laughs> like that old uh, cartoon announcer. <laughs> 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 